I remember before we were married, it was during the period that we were courting. We were knowing that we were going to get married, but I had a very, very big concern. And that concern was... I thought you had cold feet. No, I had a big concern. Mm. The concern was about how it seemed like your business Mm -hmm. was such a, let's just call it all-consuming fire. Mm -hmm. that I didn't really think that it would help our marriage. And I felt like, honestly, I would be competing with your business. And I actually felt like if I was going, if if we were going to be married, then I had to be just as passionate about your business and allow it to uh, consume me the way that I perceived that it consumed you. And it just really was a big concern. But obviously, here we are. We work past it. Um, so I think it's important to, to share this story because we've been having a lot of conversations, questions um, that coming to us in the DMs and uh, just about like what happens as spousalpreneurs if your husband, these are a lot of mainly wives that are coming to us, but it could be husbands as well too. But if your spouse is not on board, so to speak, with um, your business or just is feeling like that's your thing and I'm going to stay out of it, you do you and I'm going to do me, right? Um, I think there's a lot to be said about that on um, regarding how you are building your legacy together and what you desire as the entrepreneur for that to look like as a marriedpreneur, right? So that's what we're diving in today. Seven reasons why your spouse hates your business. Let's go. So the big question is this. How do married entrepreneurs like us who have decades of business building experience, how do we break through common communication, productivity, and profitability barriers all while living powerfully in sync? That's the big question. And this podcast is the answer. You see, even if just one of you is called to entrepreneurship, The family is called to entrepreneurship. No, the goal is not the almighty dollar. We're aiming for the almighty impact. What's up? This is O.L. and Sway Buckley. Welcome to the Married Pernod Life Podcast. Marriage Marketplace Ministry. Let's go. What's up, everybody? This is O.L. Buckley. And this is Sway. Of MarriedPernodLife.com. This is where we help mission-minded married entrepreneurs, those who want to get more clarity, generate more income, and above all, leave a lasting impact. Yes, married entrepreneurs come to us to get high-level systems synced with laser clear strategy to build their legacy profitably together. And we are legacy builders excited that you other legacy builders are joining us today in this virtual room. If this is your first time with us on the Married Penua Life podcast, we are super honored to have you here. If you are a returning Maripreneur, what's up, fam? Glad to have you back in the building. And today it's going to be quite interesting. It is. We're going to go right in there. And Let's jump right in. We're going to be transparent as we usually are, um, but this time I think it's a little more transparent in a slightly different area. Sure. Like pre pre marriage days and mindset stuff that was so subtle, um, but it definitely had a played a big part on if we were even going to get married. So I think it's something to talk about because many people are dealing with it on the other side of I do. So let's talk about that and just really give you all some great um, real life insight. Yeah. So just to jump right in, we're going to be talking about seven reasons why your spouse hates your business. Now, I say something real quick though. If this is you, if this is, you may not feel like, oh, my spouse absolutely hates my business. 
But if you are someone, a spousalpreneur, let's say that, and you are desiring to be either independent or couplepreneur or just even a healthier version of a spousalpreneur, and you would love to have more input from your spouse, you would love to have even more support from your spouse, you would love for your spouse to want to be more included in the day by day or what you're building, what the outcomes are. Like you, you're learning or yearning for more of this, then this episode is definitely for you. You want to just set that stage first because. I don't want you to think, oh, well, my spouse, he doesn't or she doesn't say, you know, that there's hatred for my business. But listen, if there's a way to improve where you are, then you can definitely gain some gold nuggets from this episode. Yeah. So going back to our original story, I do remember before we got married, you know, what that felt like. And it's so interesting because many of these seven, perhaps maybe all of them, but definitely many of these seven reasons um, I felt them very, very early on prior to us getting married, maybe to a, sl- to a lesser degree once we got married very early on. I would say maybe that first, second, I, be- I would say probably between years one, two, and three. And the only reason why I bring that up is because we kind of went off of a momentum we had while we were dating before we actually... Got married, and, and mm-hmm. well, I say to a lesser degree, yeah, yes, to a yes. much lesser degree. I didn't even know. But one of these aspects were probably present. So let's get right into it. Seven reasons why your spouse hates your business. Number one would be they don't feel included. Mm-hmm. They they don't feel included. You've often heard us say that where there's weigh in, there's buy in. Oftentimes, mm-hmm. the spouse doesn't feel like they're included. Um, in the business. And this can definitely happen if one of you was the entrepreneur prior to getting married. And then once you got married, it's like, okay, you know, I kind of, you kind of came in Mm -hmm. with this momentum, much like Mm -hmm. you did, sweetheart. You came into the marriage with a degree of momentum. Now, some of that had to be rebuilt. Absolutely um, did. Once we got married because of what, you know, you coming from New York and we moving back to Texas and so forth. I don't know if they know about that. Yeah, we were long distance for the last Six, six years, years of our courtship. We knew each other for 10 years before we got married. And I moved away. I was like, listen, if we're not getting married, let me go live my life. And um, I would say that that has part to do with my mindset of even building the business um, in the way that I did. I felt like, you know what? You know, this is the time for me to really branch out as a single woman um, I didn't, you know, don't have any children to no dependents, um, didn't even have any pets. So it was just mm-hmm. me just doing what I needed to do for me. And so that was one par- part of it. But the other part of it, I just shared with with you a few moments before we started recording. As I said, you know, culture did have a lot play a, a part in that. And I would say culture in church and out of church, sadly. But it was definitely um, a part in it just it just it watered the seeds that were already there. I'll say that. Um, it may have planted a few other ones as well, too, but I wasn't even aware of this type of independent type of woman um, song or, you know, well, the song, mentality. mentality. Y'all remember the song? Independent. What is it? All the women independent. Throw your hands up with me. You know, that whole, yeah. bit, but that whole bit. That whole bit. You know, so I was thinking in my own mind, like, okay, well, I have my own business. I've been running my business since I was 16, paying my way through college. And I was the mind in the mindset of this is I just gave everything over to my business, like 
everything that I did. All my friends were in business. Um, everybody was like just moving forward. And I would say also none of us were married <laughs> either. So, yeah. um, so there's, that's a huge difference. So, you know, not understanding what being a wife would look like, it was a bit confusing, not confusing, but just different for me. But you know what, before um, we got married, before we were even engaged, before I even left for New York, mm-hmm. I remember us having that conversation because you were kind of aloof and just kind of just in your own world and you really were just kind of needed some space. And I knew then I wanted more than um, almost anything to be a wife. And I wasn't sure what that looked like, but what I knew was that what it didn't look like. And I knew that something was going to have to change. I remember that conversation that we had um, over the phone. And I told you, no, I do. Because you were like, I don't know if I can compete with your business. And I was like, no, I want to be a wife. I'll put things aside. Like, I went all the way to the other extreme. Like, I won't do this if, you know, if I didn't know what else to do. But I was, all I knew was that I needed to change something. And I was willing to do that. Can I also say that mm-hmm. that was a very difficult thing, um, needle for me to thread to articulate because I was trying to figure out how do I say I don't want to compete with your business without causing you to want to go to the other extreme and think that I was asking for you to abandon or forsake or put down your business Mm -hmm. because I wasn't saying that either. And I could imagine that that would be a very, very difficult um, needle to thread Mm -hmm. because it's like, okay, well, how do I do it? Because if Mm -hmm. it takes me doing all of this in order to Mm -hmm. keep it afloat, then how do I not do it? Or, or how do I do do it and still be the kind of wife that, that I desire to be? So I could imagine that, that that would have probably have been very, very challenging. I mean, it was challenging, but it wasn't hard. Like, I knew okay. what I needed to do. You know what I mean? It was like a challenge, like, okay, I'm going to do it. But it wasn't like a hard decision to make. Um, so, And I'm so glad I did it because that's really was the beginning of the real life okay, we're ready to get married kind of conversation. So yeah. that's first reason. I know we spent a little bit of time on that. But, yeah. you know... Um, those of you who are married and your spouse may not feel that he or she is involved or doesn't feel included. Um, one of the things I would say about that is asking them, first of all, because sometimes the spouse is not going to say, like, you never said, I don't feel included. But how you spoke about it told me that, like, you can't compete. And so um, if your spouse doesn't feel included or may you may feel that, I would even bring it up. Do you feel um do you feel that you are a part of what I'm building? Because I want this to be, it's going to impact the whole family. You know, if we believe one of you is called to entrepreneurship, the family's called to entrepreneurship. So even if you're just building a little business on the side, a little hobby business on the side, whatever, that's going to impact, impact the, the whole family. family. Exactly. So I think just having that conversation with your spouse, first of all, finding out, do you feel included in this? And then if they say no or anything other than yes, um, then it's a automatic you ha- it has to be a very you know a, a humbling conversation to apologize like first of all that's never my intent but let's talk through this because we want to get around this so this doesn't or go- get through this so we don't stay here yeah and let me say this as we transition to number two mm-hmm. feeling included and not competing with the business in other words feeling included in the business and not competing with the business can be a very very fine line because it's mm-hmm. possible to not feel included but not feel like i'm competing either Mm-hmm. So not feeling included doesn't mean that your spouse needs to have a particular role in the business necessarily. That's not necessary, mm-hmm. but it's more so about not feeling like they're competing with it. So number two is, is not aware of the vision. Number two, the second reason why your spouse likely hates your business is because they are not aware of the vision. This is really, really powerful because 
you know, as we were doing this, I'm kind of thinking we could have gone counterclockwise, but mm-hmm. nonetheless, <laughs> um, is not aware of the vision is because the vision for the business alone does not speak to the vision for the marriage. Yeah. And number one, number two can kind of go together mm-hmm. because if I don't understand the vision for the business, and let me say this, if the vision for the business is merely make more money or make a bunch of money or get rich or whatever, but we don't see how that supports the overall vision for the, the, ma- for the marriage, marriage yeah. then it seems just like a money pursuit mm-hmm. rather than something that actually pulls in benefits and pertains to the marriage. Yeah. So in that case, just making the spouse aware of how it connects, how your yes. business goals connect to your marriage goals. And that may mean you need to have a conversation about your marriage goals. Absolutely. It just clarifies it all. So you, everybody's on the same page about what's happening and everybody's like all in, in their own space and in their yep. own way. Okay. And then number three reason why your spouse may hate your business is that your spouse may not have agreed to the extra workload. Yeah, listen, building a business, sustaining a business, driving a business, Mm -hmm. a business thriving, whatever the case may be, there's a huge workload that comes with that. And Mm -hmm. your spouse may be like, you know what? I I don't want this. I didn't Mm -hmm. sign up for this. Um, That's Mm -hmm. your thing. But because it's so consuming, you know what? I'm not here for all that. Mm-hmm. And I didn't or or maybe you all did speak about it, but you maybe you or your spouse or neither one of you were ready for the level of um what it required. Demand. Yeah, demand for the momentum to get mm-hmm. going for your business. And so that there's a that's requires another conversation um that is like here is where we are, here's where we want to go. This is what I I did not expect for this to take this long or I did not expect for it to take this much time. So what are some things that we need to change? How are you doing? A check in. How are you doing emotionally with this? How are you know, how are you feeling? And then check. Are you still good? Are you still good? Right. (laughs) Or are you good at all? Are you ever really good? Like just really having those heart to hearts. I think they're so important because that's what keeps us really on the same page. Just being honest with love in love. Absolutely. As we move to number number four, four. Um, they often say that the, that the most challenging part of a flight, of an airplane flight, is the takeoff and the landing. It's kind of like the same with the business. When you're building a business, growing a business, mm-hmm. taking it to the next level, scaling a business, mm-hmm. the takeoff is going to require more. Everybody's got to sit down. Everybody's got to be in a certain position. Mm-hmm. Things are real tender and delicate. And there's a lot of effort that the, that the plane is using to get off the ground. And it's really and all to hands get to on a cer- It's all hands on deck. Mm-hmm. And so that may be, I want to say that because that may be for a season. Mm-hmm. So that's a conversation that you two can have as well. Now, number four, fourth reason why your spouse may hate your business is because um, they uh, feel replaced by the business. Mm-hmm. Feel replaced by the business. This is such, <laughs> I cannot tell you how common how common and how easy this is to happen, even unintentionally, yeah. where your spouse feels replaced by the business. Mm-hmm. Part of the reason why that happens and a way to remedy that is if it seems like you light up your affections more, more about the business yeah, and the marriage is sort of like, oh, that's just a responsibility. It's like an yeah. obligation. Or I got to do it. you're tired when you get to the date night. I call it giving the business the best of us and giving our spouse the, the rest of us. us. That's right. Or what's left of us. Mm. And what? Bars? And, and, <laughs> and that's easy to do, when, especially when you're in that build mode, scale mode, launch mode. Yeah. Um, it's easy to, for, for your spouse to feel replaced. So the quickest way, right, mm. to sort of remedy that is this is a really, really great time to engage your spouse. Mm. 
engage their um, their their ideas, their creativity, mm-hmm. their mindset, their judgment, their discretion, their discernment. What do you think about this? We're thinking about doing this. What yeah. do you think about this? We're thinking about doing this. Hey, can you take a look at this? Mm-hmm. I really like to get your eyes on this. Mm-hmm. And that's where you get that weigh-in, which will ultimately give you buy-in. And I would also say with that, too, because if, if your spouse is feeling replaced by the business, there may be some type of... Um, I forget the word I'm trying to say, but it starts with an resentment, an R, um, uh-huh. regarding the business. So maybe if it's at that level of you know critical mass where it's like, woo, the spouse doesn't even want to hear you ask about it, then you know that's another place. And I think that's really where we were before we got married. It was just like, yeah, nah, we can't even talk about any business things. I don't even know if you're ready for marriage. So what yeah. I was going to say is making sure that you are consistent with your date nights. And that leads us right into the next one. Yeah. But I know you want to say something. Yeah. Definitely be consistent with your date nights. And that we say date nights, but folks hear us. This could be date days. Yeah. This could be date afternoons. Or date breakfasts. This could be date breakfasts or date <laughs> weekends. So don't yeah. think we're talking about literally nightfall. Night. Yeah. But I also want to say, before you do the things that we just mentioned, ask for forgiveness. Humble yourself and say, you know what? Mm-hmm. I didn't it was not my intention to make you feel that way, yeah. to feel replaced by it. My point is acknowledge it. Yeah. Own it. Yeah. Rather than try to leap to the bridge first. So I just want to say that, which leads to number five. Mm -hmm. Which is all you do is talk about your business. And that's why I was talking about the date night. If you have set aside time where your business, talking about your business is off limits. And this is time where you all, you're having family time or you're having date time, whatever other time, you're having rest time, Sabbath time. You need to have prepared something else to focus your attention on outside of your business because the business is only a part of you it is not all of you it does not define you right so i think it's really important to have this other part because your spouse especially if you started a business after you got married then you have definitely turned into another person as an entrepreneur and if you're if you're a spouse entrepreneurs and depending on if your spouse has that entrepreneur pursuit as well or not then that also bears a difference in how your spouse is responding to you but if you're constantly regardless either way if you're if you're constantly talking only about the business then that definitely builds even more resentment in your spouse which means that you need to be intentional about how to have these date times these quality times and something that we've done is we'll find uh, questions online to go and ask each other about each other Mm-hmm. about our childhood, about our memories, about growing up, about something about in the future, right? Just all things about each other and nothing about the business. Yeah. So a couple of things on this. Chances are before it's, or let me say it's, it's most likely before you guys got married mm-hmm. during that dating period, you probably didn't talk about the business like this. Right. Mm -hmm. So the conversation was probably more around the two of you, your emotions, what your days were like, how you're feeling, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. You know, I got to say this and allow me just to go pastorly for just a second. So like (laughs) on one hand, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. On the other hand, as a person or a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. What those two scriptures are really saying is because it's so much in my heart. It's actually who I am, who I've allowed myself to become. I know what's most important by what we talk about the most. So this may be a point for all of us as married entrepreneurs to really check our hearts and say, maybe I did 
let this business consume me. Maybe this business has become a bit of an idol for me, mm. and therefore, a bit my, of an idol. Yeah, a bit of an idol. <laughs> How right? do you call it a bit of an idol? <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, and, and really <laughs> cause this 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 breakdown in my marriage or this mm. barrier to come up in my marriage. Mm. And so I would really check my heart first and say, okay, you know what? I'm talking about this business too much, and the reason why it's not merely about changing your conversation. As much as it's about changing your, your heart. heart. If you change your heart, it will change your conversation. Yeah, that's good. No, that's really good. So that leads us right to number six. We mentioned this earlier. Um, another reason why your spouse may hate your business is because the expectations changed or they were not properly managed. Yep. And as we mentioned before, just specifically speaking about the expectations, um, as you go into a business and building and launching and all that great thing, those great things, if you're, if you've never done a thing and you don't have someone leading, guiding, coaching you, mentoring you, who's already where you desire to be, then it's, it's very easy for your expectations to be misfire, you know, um, wrong um, and in the wrong place or misaligned. And so one of the things that I mentioned early that really helps us is to continue to have these mile marker conversations. We do this, I mean, each morning we have a quick little check-in and then at the beginning like of the month, as we're doing now, um, we'll have a check-in. How are things going? What's working well? What's, what's not working so well? And being open to hear what your spouse has to say about how they feel about th- how things are going or how they're not going. Um, and, and giving them that space to articulate um, if it's their dissatisfaction or their discouragement um, or their delight, you know, all of them all together, but really just um, hearing what has to be said and then tweaking, tweaking, adjusting as you're building. That's mm-hmm. that's key. OK, yep. that was number six. And that was number six. Number seven. Finally. Reason here we go. Here we are. <laughs> the seventh, seventh reason why your spouse hates your house, <laughs> why your spouse hates your business, Maybe. is there are no obvious business boundaries. Mm. Folks, listen. All the other six could be stacked on this one. Yeah. Okay. Or going the other way as well. Mm-hmm. Um, if there are no obvious boundaries, and let me say, boundaries are not boundaries that we know of. They have to be boundaries that our spouse knows of, that our family knows of, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's to say, it kind of reminds me like, okay, so like when you get a job or you, or you get hired at a new job and you go through like this, you know, like how they train all the, all the new staff, you go through, learn all the policies and procedures and they give you the employee handbook. That employee handbook, all it is is really boundaries. It's mm-hmm. here's what you can do, what's permissible. Mm-hmm. Here's what you cannot do what is not permissible. Here's the access you have. Here's the access you do not have, etc. Here's your job role. This is not your job, etc. Boundaries mm-hmm. are so, so important, especially for married entrepreneurs, because the business, if we let it, if we're not vigilant, if we allow it, the business will encroach upon the boundaries of the marriage. And the next thing you know, mm-hmm. the business has replaced our spouse and this and your spouse can feel it or mm-hmm. you can feel it. Mm-hmm. And if nobody ever communicated it and said, okay, these are the boundaries for the business, mm-hmm. trust and believe the business will try to overrun the marriage every chance it's it just gets. The nature of the business. It's just the nature of the business or mm-hmm. the beast, if you will. But yeah, here's one of the simplest and easiest way to establish boundaries. And it's probably the most common boundary or should I say lack of boundary. And that mm-hmm. is simply this. 
what time are we stopping today? Yeah, the question to ask each morning. The question to ask, Mm -hmm. what time are we stopping today? Mm -hmm. If we don't establish a stop time, and I mean a hard stop time. And I say this because we're talking to spousalpreneurs primarily. And so it should be, it may not be the spouse who was doing the nine to five that's going to ask you that. Mm -hmm. It will likely be on you to get that going as the culture of your marriage um, and your business as well, too. I think it'd be great if the entrepreneur spouse initiated that. That's likely how it's going to be. Mm -hmm. I mean, depending on where and what stage you all are in in this process, you Mm -hmm. know. Um, So that would it would be on the onus would be on the entrepreneur who is who is building the business to say to the spouse, okay, what time are you going to be done today? Okay, this is the time that I'm going to be planning on being done today. But here's if you're going to need some help to make sure that you're done at that time, if it may be something with the kids that you need to get done or some calls for bills need to be paid or whatever it may be. um, It's really important to talk through those expectations. So everyone is on the same page about what time you plan to be done that evening. And I would even say, give yourself an extra 30 minutes or so at least um, beyond the, like, the time that you tell them, um, your spouse, make sure you, you, per- you have a personal call- cut off like 30 minutes before that, because you're going to need wind down time. Mm-hmm. And you, you just know, like, it's going to happen. That phone's going to ring. That email's going to come through. There's going to be a fire to put out. And right when call it's, it emergency. Right. Mm-hmm. And right when it's time for you to be shutting down, you know, so... You start your shutdown process, I would say, at least 30 minutes earlier. So you will be um, just on on time. And if not even earlier, I think your, your spouse would love that as well. And let me add this just as a quick close here. Um, oftentimes, the spouse who has the nine to five, who's not working with you in the business, sometimes they're torn. Mm-hmm. They don't want to be the spouse that's trying to keep you from being successful mm-hmm. in business, even though they may feel like, man, I really wish... I really wish there were some boundaries here. Mm -hmm. So I would just really admonish you as the entrepreneurial spouse or the spouse who may be driving the business. You take the onus, as you said, like you initiate and say, you know what? Even though my spouse may not be asking this of me, I'm going to be wise enough to know that me working till the wee hours of the morning every single night is probably and and they may never say it, Mm -hmm. but it's probably good that I say it Mm -hmm. so that they know that I am aware of it. Mm And that I want to do what's best for the marriage. Yeah. Give yourself grace, but just continue to, yes. to talk about it and talk through it. So let's go over to enjoying the journey together. We have already shared some very practical steps with you all, but we want to go a little bit deeper, maybe uh, go over a type of assessment, an assessment that you can do if you are a spousalpreneur who feels that maybe your spouse kind of sort of hates your business. We want to help you with that. All right, let's go. Here we are, guys. This is where we, uh, this is the segment of enjoying the journey together, where we help you guys with practical tips that you can implement now to see immediate change. Yes. So today, of course, we're talking about the seven reasons why your spouse hates your business. And we want to just give you a quick uh, means for an assessment that you can <laughs> you can do. I don't know, we'll call this assessment, why your spouse hates your business assessment, or does your spouse hate your business assessment? But if your spouse does feel any type or any level of resentment and they are not growing with you together, you're not growing together, then here are some questions that you want to ask yourself first, and then some actions that you may want to take to help you all build together, even as spousalpreneurs. So first thing is want to have conversation about 
your spouse feeling... About them feeling included. Yep. Yes. You want to ask them, hey, do you feel included? Yes. And then secondly, go over your vision for your marriage outside of the business. Make sure that you and your spouse are clear on what that what the, what the vision for the marriage is. And then you want to be clear about what the business vision is and how that ties in to the marriage and how it not just ties in, but how it supports a marriage. And then you want to ask a question about do you know do they understand or do they agree or how do they feel about the extra workload about the demand mm-hmm. that's on your schedule which is ultimately putting a demand on your marriage. Yes, and then as far as um, the next thing, thinking about this one in this assessment is, does your spouse feel replaced by the business? The question for you would be, are you having family time, quality time outside of business talk, and that ties right into date nights too. So date dates period. So. Do you have no work zones as a part of the culture of your marriage? That will absolutely set things in place for making sure that your business is not taking over the marriage. Yep. Which then on the fifth point would be, you know, about um, sixth point, excuse me, is about those expectations um, not being um, properly managed. Mm -hmm. This is really where you can ask yourself, okay, am I really managing the expectations? Mm -hmm. And then asking your spouse as well, too, where they are just emotionally as well. And just having a heart to heart without feeling or making them feel that they can answer wrong. There is no wrong answer. Just the right answer is a truthful answer. So, And then the seventh mm-hmm. one is dealing with boundaries, right? Mm-hmm. So you ask yourself, have I been establishing boundaries? Tell your spouse, you know what? I need to establish boundaries mm-hmm. around my around this business. Mm-hmm. And that's boundaries around time, boundaries around environment, and boundaries around conversation. Yes. So hopefully this information, uh, this assessment has been helpful for you all, um, especially spousepreneurs. We know we've been there and we know it is a, uh, it's, it's a tightrope at times. And so we want to give you resources to apply right away, regardless of where you all are on this building process. Um, if this has been helpful for you, do let us know. We're glad to hear about that. And if you're needing more help with with this process of transitioning and really putting in systems that safeguard your marriage and uh, build your business all at the same time, whether you're a spousal, indie, or couplepreneur, um, definitely go ahead and apply to work with us for and uh, have a, an assessment, a systems assessment with us. You can go over to getsystemsnow.com, getsystemsnow.com. You can find out all the information over there to apply to work with us and to get a systems assessment. Um, also, we want to make sure that you all are um, being supported on this journey too. So you can find tons of other um, information and resources as far as the different podcast episodes and uh, downloads over on um, our website at marriedpreneurlife.com. And listen, if you are one of those spousalpreneurs who are looking to transition into indiepreneur or couplepreneur, Stay tuned because an upcoming episode is going to be specifically for you covering very, very uh, specific steps on the process of that type of transition. So we're excited um, to get to that. And hopefully this has been amazing (laughs) content for you. Yep. So, you know, you can subscribe, rate and review. And as always, keep living purposefully. Powerfully. And profitably in sync. (laughs) Were you waiting for me? I was. You were. All All right. right. Peace. Peace out. Ready to drop them bars, hubby? Funny. Yeah. Yeah, we here. Hi, girl. Okay. <laughs> Check it out. Check it out. <laughs>
It's like, hmm, okay, it's OL and Sway back what? again. Another episode, press play, now you in. Motion to build out your legacy. Family imply your marriage plus ministry. What? The content is real life in real time, yep. Mm. A little more to help you both soar and step. Same page where we know you want to be. Yep. And know it's not as easy as one, one two, two, three. But... It's more like three, two, one. Yep. Where you got to plan your work, work your plan and have fun. And yep. anything you two will call to is doable. Hit subscribe, press like, make this reviewable. Anything you two will call to is doable. Hit subscribe, press like, make it reviewable. Peace. Peace. Anything you call to is doable. Press subscribe. Press like. Make this reviewable for the people in the back. <laughs> That's a wrap, guys. Maybe. Let's see if it was recording.